And hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Cerulean Roll. I am your DM, also known as Eldorus Seawalk Dragon, and I'm joined by my two lovely co-hosts. Hello, I'm Jamzy, and I play Nanette Silkenthorn. Hello, I'm Crow, and I play Adric and Mako. And let's get into the recap. Last time on Cerulean Roll, our party trekked into a misty forest after solving a puzzle on the beach. After arranging the sticks in the right pattern, they talked with a cowboy made out of stone. And after communicating with him, they ventured inwards to the misty forest where they were harassed by figments of their past in the most horrible ways. And now, we rejoin as they stand in a grassy meadow, observing a crystal floating above the grasses. And all that is red on the crystal, just for you guys to know, is in the grassy meadows, the cowboy stands dreary. When the, the ground turns to dust and ash, the cowboy rides with flame in his stride. And that's where we rejoin with... Nanette, you've just read that. Uh, Jewel is still in your arms crying, I believe. Yeah. And what do you do after you read this, Nanette? Um. Okay. I think I might have an idea of what this means. Um. Are we, are we in the grass right now? You are standing in an area that is just completely grassy. This entire, like, ensnared perimeter is filled with grass. You are standing in a meadow. Okay. Um. Hey, uh, Adric. I... I was wondering if you could do something that might be a little unorthodox. What? What does that word mean? Uh, unordinary. Oh, uh, sure. Well, um, there was something written around that crystal over there, and, um, from what it seems, I'm thinking that the solution might be to, uh, burn this meadow we're in. We have to burn the meadow? Well, that's what I'm assuming anyway. I could be wrong, but that's the best thing I can think of. Uh... How exactly are we not going to get burned ourselves, really? Um... Well... That's a good question. Safety precautions first, Nanette. Hmm... Can we make a perception check? 
Um, what are you, like, looking at? You're just your general surroundings, or what specifically? Uh, like, are there, the are there any, the... are there any, yeah. like, areas that don't have grass? Um, okay, one of you can roll perception with advantage. Who's got the better perception? <laughs> yeah, whoever wants to. Uh, I only have a plus one. Oh, okay, I'll do it then. Alright, roll it up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what you can so gather crazy. with a 13, you notice that... All around you is just flooded with waving grass. It's flowing in what little wind can escape through those towering pillars of gemstones. But mm -hmm. on the outskirts of this almost man-made ring is uh, just no grass. There's nothing outside of this ring. Hmm. Okay, so... If we stay on this ring, on the outside, yeah. then we should be fine, right? Oh, uh, yeah. We'd be away from the meadow. Um. Uh. Eldorus, are you catching any of this? Um, he turns his head a little slowly with the a weary and tired look. And he goes, yeah, I'm hearing it. Uh, just walk to the outside, right? Yeah. All right. And, uh, Adric, you're setting the fire? Uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's go. And he picks himself up, uh, slowly. He looks really fucked up. His body mm -hmm. is covered in, like, like, char. It looks burnt. His legs are shaking a little bit, and he's walking with Aww. a limp. Oh. And um. I will mention that in his chest, you see that there is a faint red glow. <sighs> and you all proceed to go to the outskirts of the ring? Yeah. Mm-hmm. As you step outside of the ring, you begin to see that the uh, mist is barely creeping up your feet. It almost ensnares your the soles of your feet. And, uh, Adric, you're casting Hellish Rebuke? Uh, yeah. As this fire explodes from inside of you. You pull out the arcana from your hands and push them outwards in this reverberating wave. Um, is there any specific way you want your hellish rebuke to work? To look? Uh, right now, not really. Okay. You unleash this hellfire, this deep red flame from inside. And as one of these blades of grass catch fire, you see 
another one lights on fire, then another, then another. Then, almost like a rapid eruption, a wave parting the sea, ensnaring both sides of this ring. The entirety of this field engulfed in flames. You see the flames rise high into the sky, almost outstretching past the pillaring trees. Then you see, as the flame at its crown begins to get sucked in towards the middle, at the very peak, like an acorn, it is sucked downwards into the crystal. The blue crystal shines from inside, and you see as it begins to crack with these flames flooding it, it changes from that soft to green arcana into a brilliant sunset red. As all this flame suddenly into the crystal, it spins around rapidly as the shards start to splay across, floating in the air. These chunks of rocks hang there and like paint this mosaic of a sunset across this backdrop. And you see as they all thud into the ground. Smoke heaves from the, the dirt and the ash. And where the crystal was, this earth begins to part ways. And as this tectonic movement happens, it shakes, it rumbles the entirety of the island. Oh. And there is a staircase downwards. Oh, that... Oh, huh. That I was fucking was... rad. It Literally. really was. I guess right. I was right then. Yeah. Good job, Nanette. He, like, raises his hand for a high five. I high five him. Uh, you know the rule. Slide of hands. <laughs> Slide of hands. Are you just gonna slap each other? Slide of hands. Oh, why? Holy shit! Okay, I got a nut. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Okay. Okay. In honor, in honor of a natural twenty, Adric, roll with advantage. Roll one more time. Please, Adric. (laughs) I can't do this again. He's gonna start falling on his knees. Okay. You, perfect high five it, it is the most solid slap of your palms you guys are like this is it feels good yeah i didn't did slap someone this time <laughs> jewel uh between her sobbing starts chuckling a little bit you she, you hear her go <laughs> <laughs> I turns around her eyes are puffy from crying so hard there is like she looks pinker on the face her scales have like like blown a little bit brighter from crying so hard um and she nods she's like you did it i think adric goes over to like ruffle her hair hey look as soon as we get you both you have a lot of time and a lot of space to run around, I think, on that ship. Yeah, you're right. 
Gal can run around more, and I can chase him more. Yeah, see, that's the spirit. And he won't get splinters on his pee paws. <laughs> it gets him every I'll, time. Yeah, Elder starts fucking cackling behind you. <laughs> you see that faint redness in his chest clear up. Mm-hmm. See, that's better, everybody. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah, all we needed was a good laugh. Um, I guess we go in, or do you guys want to maybe recuperate a little? I think we might need to, you know. Let's take a rest, maybe. Yeah. All right. Just let's, let's set up camp. And uh, you guys begin to sit around. The ground is a little hot next to you from the embers of the flame. Or unless you guys are proceeding inwards to rest. Uh, I don't know if I trust that. <laughs> okay, 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 yeah. okay. I figured, I figured. Just have to ask. Uh, uh, the embers of the floor kind of uh, sizzle a little bit as you sit down in them. And um, you make yourselves comfy with whatever you have. Um... If you guys have any cots, the night will definitely treat you better. Um, if you guys are sleeping, unless you guys want to take a short rest. I'm gonna sleep. Uh, I have like eight health. Okay, sleep at it. Yeah. Um. You see, as Eldoris uh kind of braces against one of the trees and just immediately starts going. I hate Delia. I hate Delia. I hate Delia. I hate Delia. <laughs> I forgot he does that. <laughs> and he begins to <laughs> I think glow really red. Clear. He I... begins to glow red as he's chanting this. I can't believe that's. This is only the second time I've seen you do that. <laughs> it's necessary for me. I get to hear. Jewel laughs at Aldoris before. Um, kind of. Immediately falling asleep on your lap, Nanette. Oh. She like conks out. She's exhausted. I've got nothing no, but me and myself. Time. I'd say you can brace against your pack if you carried your backpack in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you brace against your pack. It makes for a sleep decent pile. night's sleep. Sleep pile. Sleep pile. <laughs> um, and. As you guys rest, uh, time begins to fly by as the night turns to day very quickly. And as the sun glimmers down on the ashen meadows, uh, you all get a long rest. Yeah, I needed that. Yippee, no nightmares, yippee! Yippee, I've already experienced enough of a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, and as you all wake up you wouldn't hear anything no nature sounds it's very eerily silent within this forest uh, okay um, but uh, as each of you get up Eldorus begins to stretch and he goes alright time to go face whatever's in there Yep. Hopefully nothing too bad. 
Yeah, true. And um, you guys proceed into the the depths. Yep. As you begin to wander deeper downwards, the staircase is twisting and long. As you walk, you hear your footsteps echo around you reverberating in this massive underground structure. And as you guys reach the bottom of the staircase with relative ease, you see a iron barred door in front of you, covered in rust. Oh. Well. Huh. And uh, Eldorus reaches over and he's like, I'll, I'll pull it open. Alright. And as he grabs the iron rusty door, he pulls it to the side. Uh, well, let's see if he can. Yeah, he can. Um, <laughs> he pulls... Oh, yeah. He pulls the bar to the side. You hear this gut-wrenching metal churning sound. It's like... Oh, it's, no. it's that type of sound that makes you clench your teeth. Um, yeah, uh, the rusty swing sound. Yeah, and <laughs> and this uh, dust apparates off the floor as it's shifted for so long. And as you guys are walking inwards to this place, there is just dust flying up with each step. <laughs> The allergies. Oh, God. oh, this is just nasty. They should have I had really it made. Yeah, honestly. I don't think anyone's been down here in like... I don't even know. I you don't know either. You do smell something odd. And like, it. it's the scent of just musk and decay and it's very gross in here oh god what is that that smells awful and as you guys observe your surroundings I won't have any rolls because it's pretty easy to see what you see actually I both of you have night vision right yeah do I do you have dark vision? Let me check that really quick. Um, it doesn't seem that I do. Nanette, you are met with a dark, dark, uh, nothingness. You can't see anything. Oh, it Lovely. feels like you've stepped into a closed box, and no light is coming in. Meanwhile. Um, Eldorus goes, wow, this place is a drag. Um, and for the rest of you who have dark vision, what you see is a larger squared off room. There are these decaying columns that are basically parsing several parts of this room. They're these off-white columns eggshell and dusty columns there are these 
old bricks with cobwebs strewn between them. There are torch holders on the wall with torches that look pristine and never used. And you would also see opposing you is three doors. Menacing. Um, and atop those doors, you would see the titles strewn across them. Strength, wisdom, and leadership. Uh, so what are we looking at? Oh, wait, Nanette, can you not see? Uh, no, I, I can't. It's really dark in here. Oh, 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 okay. Um, wait, I have something for this. Uh, he rummages through his, like, bag that is slung across his shoulder. He pulls out a, an equally dusty, uh, tinderbox. <laughs> and he lights a match and a torch and lights up the torches in the room so you can see them as well, Nanette. Oh. Oh, I see now. That's imposing. Yeah, very. Uh, well, which do you guys feel like doing first? Because, oh my god, these sound scary. Um... Well, I'm not quite sure what any of these would entail. I mean, maybe strength at most, but... Yeah, I definitely think we're either going to lift something very heavy in that, or fight a man. <laughs> and I'm not good at strength. Well, I am. He flexes and he kisses his muscle. Yeah, yeah all right. I... After getting well, bested by a dummy, I'm not entirely confident in my strength. <laughs> oh, that thing was horrible. Jewel shudders. She goes, I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> uh, well, after catching a shark, maybe I might have something in me. I'm not sure. I, I'm not going to lie. Very impressive that you caught a shark. That and in that moment, cool. Nina, you hear... Vroom. No! It's all your fault. <laughs> Eldorus goes, what? Sorry. Sorry, not you. I'm talking to the noise that's been playing in my head. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. I'm... I'm going You're making me laugh. You it's called, not funny. <laughs> you called Marco crazy for hearing me, but... I'm not gonna lie, that sounds much more bizarre. Ah, <laughs> it's bizarre this, and funny. This cursed shell. Oh my god. I will also mention, uh, the shell has been constantly operating a mist. Like a cool, frozen oh. mist in your bag. And what do you guys do? All right, so repeat it again. Um, you see three doors of ahead of you. You see there is the trial of strength, wisdom, and leadership. I'm good at wisdom. 
I wonder what leadership could possibly be. That is an excellent question. I wonder, and I'm not too confident in that. Me neither. All I know is I am good at wisdom. Well, uh, well if you're yeah, wise, we can do wisdom. Yeah. Um, as you guys walk towards the doors into the pathway of wisdom, there is this long black corridor ahead of you. The brick is actually stained with dark material, and it's not hard to see anymore because of the ambient orange light, but it is off-putting, to say the least. But as you walk further and further in to the Wisdom Corridor, you begin to see something ahead. You see blinking lights. You see fireflies. They are gleaming ambiently and are surrounding a fountain in the middle of this room. You see that there are plants sprouting out from the bricks that are ensnaring this fountain. There are vines coming down from the ceiling and covering and coating the walls. You see that amid the fireflies glowing brightly, there is also glowing spores. Oh, how lovely. It is quite pretty in here. Um, where's the trial? Uh, I assume Adric is in the lead, so if you want to give me a perception check, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Am I seeing or am I not seeing? I am actually not seeing very well. Well, I'd say you can roll with advantage. People are helping you. Okay. Oh, okay. Very good. Um, As you approach this fountain and look at the stone it's carved out of, you see embedded into the fountain there is text. And you read, written in common, you read... To those who enter this cavern, you must give up a good memory and have it be shown to all of your peers. Only those who are wise enough to share their past are permitted the varmint's grace. Hmm. This is an interesting Oh, what is it? It was something about sharing a good part of your past to uh, everyone. I mean, I think I have quite a lot of those with Marco. Oh. Well, that doesn't sound too bad. No, not really. I think that's sweet. Um, and... 
you would also read that you must dip your hands in the water to begin this trial. Okay, I'm gonna dip my hands in the fountain. As you push your hands in the fountain, Adric, to you, everything begins to grow like a film. It begins to, like, crackle. Your vision becomes a little bit blurred and hazy as you revisit a fond memory in your past. You see yourself in your hands are much smaller than they were before, much more delicate. And you see to your right is Mako, and he has a book open and is sketching things. You are, for context, going to be playing smaller Adric in this one. Okay. Mako is humming and sketching in his book as you are boredly sitting against a windowsill. What are you drawing over there, Mako? Uh, just anything to keep myself entertained. Really? Like what? Yeah. Well, I was actually thinking of... It might sound a little silly, but... I was thinking about those machines we saw the other day. Oh, those? Oh, those were so cool. Yeah, I... Even though we can only see them from a distance, I really wanted to draw them, so I gave it a shot. Really? Let, let me see, let me see. He tilts his book over to you, and the warm candlelight is illuminating the pages of this book. And you see... Not, they're like crudely drawn. It's a children's art style. Maybe a little bit more advanced for his age. But it's this armored vehicle. It looks advanced. You see that there are spikes in the front. You see that there are winter treading tires. You see that there are these almost overbearing snow shields that carve from the top of the truck down to the front. Wow, all oh, those are so cool. I, I'm always so impressed with what the Kingdom of Seldfire has. They're always making such advanced things. It's like, I want to, like, be near one of those one day. We should really go see them sometime. I would love to ride them with you. That would be so cool! Yeah! I'd let you drive and I'd, I'd just observe all the things in it. You know, I, I really have been getting into sketching lately. I think that's awesome, Marco. I wish I could draw. Well, maybe you can. Come here. Really? Okay. Um, as you scooch closer to Mako, and you guys are bundled up next to this fire that's crackling, you see that he shifts the book over to you. And 
he hands you his very special writing quill. Okay. And he goes, just draw whatever comes to your mind or anything that you admire. Hmm. Maybe I can draw it. I can try drawing one of those robots we saw too. Yeah, I would love to see it. And uh, roll me, roll me a sleight of hand to see if you are good at drawing. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Holy shit! Two in a row. A dirty twenty. Another. <laughs> Another dirty twenty. That's like your third one this session. Um, yeah, that's fucking crazy. And Adric, as you get this feather in your hand, you begin to start lightly scratching against the paper, drawing what you envision, what you saw before. I think you would exaggerate it quite a bit, um, make it look cooler yeah. to you um but you do sketch it out not as neatly as mako's but it does look very akin to what you really saw that day that's that's amazing adric you really haven't sketched before uh no not maybe on the occasion you know when, when i was drawing the side of the bed or something but yeah you have some natural talent <laughs> you you really think so mako yeah i had to work a lot to draw like this but you did it so easy i think i'm just <laughs> you're the most awesome person i know and he uh taps you on the shoulder like a little fist bump on the shoulder. And you have some little brother. And he like ruffles his hair. He smiles. He fixes his glasses and he goes. I, I really can't wait till we grow up together. We're going to do some awesome things together. Right, Adric? Yeah, maybe we can like make our own of those cool robots, right? We're going to make something cooler than... Than Saltfire could ever. We're going to build. We're going to build a machine that can make peace available across the world. Yeah, that's awesome. And you'll pilot it. Really? You'd let me? Of course, I wouldn't let anyone else. <laughs> All right. It's a. It's a. It's a promise for the future, right? It's a promise. And he holds out his pinky. All right. And then he holds his pinky around his. You squeeze your pinky tightly. And as you form this bond, this everlasting memory, Adric, you see in this grainy film-like vision, it begins to burn away. You feel the memory begin to slip from your head so vehemently, so quickly. You can do nothing but grasp at the water as you don't want it to go. But 
as you grasp at the water, you don't remember why you are grasping at the water. Um, what just happened? Oh, you, you don't remember what just happened? It was a huh? beautiful memory. What? Yeah, it was adorable. Huh? I don't really know what you guys are talking about. The, the trial, it's... When they mean to give up a memory, they really mean to give up a memory. I think you just had something important stolen from you. Adric. What? What do you... It's, it's not... What? Uh, okay. That's weird. And as you stand there in this desolate room, the light's sparkling, Adric, you know none of the better, but... Nanette and Jewel and Eldoras have all seen this precious part of your past. That's scary. <laughs> That's cruel. <laughs> Man, what the heck? That's so cruel. This ship better be worth it. I really hope it is. Let's stay optimistic. Mention it to me later, but let's keep going. Yeah, we'll tell you what we saw. And For sure. As you guys back out of this corridor, um, you begin to enter into this black and foreboding hallway once more. But, Adric, to you, this hallway now has glints of gold. Embedded into it. Well, sparkling. And you see it flickers. And then it's gone. And as you all stand in this corridor once more, what trial do you go for now? Hmm. Doris, maybe you want to do the strength one? I, yeah, we could do the strength one. Alright. I, I presume this might be a little bit less emotional. Uh, okay. Hopefully. And as you guys walk towards the door of strength, you see the doorway into this one looks more like an ancient coliseum. And Whoa. the dirt quickly turns into a sanded pit. And Holy moly. as you walk across the sand, you are met with this apparition. You see torches are strewn up against the walls of this hallway. And then as you walk close to them, they go... Lighting a blaze immediately. And 
As you begin to walk ever closer, you begin to see this almost, this space that is almost too big to be considered underground. It feels like you've walked into an a coliseum, the size of like oh, a God. football field. You see in the dead center of the pit, there is this gargantuan creature, this big humanoid man carrying two clubs. And he has two heads. You also would hear a roar of an applause as people begin chanting. You hear, Yo, rule, yo, rule, call, rule, call, rule. And you see that the sky above you is illuminated like a bright aurora borealis gleaming across the sky. And you see, as one of the heads looks at you and points a club. And he goes, Oh, you challenge me. Now we fight. Wake up, Coral. And the other head stirs from its slumber and goes, Oh, we fight. Fight good. And they begin to charge at you. Everyone roll initiative. <laughs> oh my god, what? Okay. Oh. Okay. Could be worse. Adric, roll initiative. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> My brain and went I will brain wrong. Roll initiative for this man. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh my no. lord. I'm a good roll oh. today. He, I, I will just let you know that he did not roll so hot. Okay. Um, good. Adric. <laughs> oh, wait. Okay, no, I am assuming you're faster than Eldorus. Um, Adric, you go first. You see this large, gargantuan, orc-like okay. figure with two heads and two clubs in his hand. You see one has this huge ball at the end with spikes coming out of it, and the other Whoa. has a crude battle axe embedded in it. You see they are roaring and charging in. What do you do? Oh, okay, what are you doing, Adric? Eldritch Blast. Oh, rolled it. <laughs> Starting off strong. Oh my Whoa, god! Oh my Jesus! Yeah, he what, is! That's that? a natural 20! Oh my... Whoa! <laughs> Okay. All right, roll your damage. What the oh fuck? Oh my lord. What the hell? Holy <laughs> shit! Oh my... Adric! You see... Save some for the rest of us. Adric, what does this look like? I think he lets out, like, a... streaking little... uh... vulture creature out of his, uh... his finger. You 
stand back. Your feet kicks towards the backside. You charge in your hands. This vulture creature, it shrieks as it grows in your hand. You fire out this bolt as it shrieks across the Colosseum floor right into this creature's chest, and you leave a large, scorching wound as it pushes him back a little. And he begins to shake it off and charge at you again. Eldorus turns to you and goes, Wow, nice shot! That was so cool. And uh, is that the end of your turn, Adric? Um, I'm gonna, yeah. Okay. Uh, he, his gaze is fixated on you as he's running at you. Uh, that's going to go to Eldorus's turn. Uh, Eldorus is going to run up and smack him. Hit him! Hit him! And that does hit. He's going yeah. to roll his damage. Oh, he almost rolled max damage on that. Ooh. Oh. But 13 damage, that's nothing oh, to scoff at. Eldorus runs up his rusted anchor, pulling across the sand, making this dune behind him. He pulls forward with all of his weight, swinging the rusted anchor across this Etten's, uh, across this Etten's head, one of them, and he rattles this Whoa. Etten's skull. Oh my god. With a massive 13 damage. And that is going to go over to Jules' turn. Yeah, goes. She wipes her eyes from crying the day before, and she goes, I'll get him! And she hunkers down, she pulls out her crossbow, and she's going to roll to hit. She definitely hits! Oh my god! Yeah. Let's keep That's it up! For a great eight damage! Let's go! That's our and little girl! Jewel then uh, begins to uh, run away. Uh, you know, fair yeah. enough. <laughs> you yeah, see, true. she crouches down, fires a good shot into this Etten. It flings into his shoulder, but then she still sees he's charging at her direction and begins to book it across uh, the way. She, like, goes a bit further backwards Real. out of harm. Yeah. Yeah, understandable. And, uh, Nanette, that is going to be your turn. Alright. I'm going to use my... Wait, can I use this? Uh... Hmm. Now, wait. Okay, I'm going to pull out my bow. And I'm going to go for a hit. Nice! Yeah, you hit. Wow. <laughs> We're doing good. Okay. Let's uh, move it up. Six damage. All right. Uh, Nanette, as you fire an arrow, twisting your bow around and just shooting him directly into the opposing up. Uh, the opposite shoulder that Jewel shot into, you hear a scream as his arm, you hit a nerve, and blood begins to gush Ooh. out of his wound. 
and he looks pretty fucked up compared to how he started. Ugh. Um, and he continues to charge. Eldorus, who leapt into his uh, way, is going to is going to be struck first. Oh boy! Um, Come on! Okay, that's a twenty-four to hit Eldorus. Oh, Jesus! Um, it's a good thing we took a rest before this. <laughs> Absolutely. And holy shit! Huh? He does twenty damage to Eldorus. What? Oh my god! You see, as this battle axe rips into Eldorus's chest, you see as out from the other side, you can see a bit of the metal as it is pulled. Oh. Upwards, and Eldorus is left with this wound as green arcana oh begins to spill out of him. Jesus. And he goes, Oh, owie. Um, oh, God. Okay, and that is going to. Oh, wait, no, it's still his turn. Uh, um, oh, no. And he is going to continue. To lay in to Eldora Seawalk Draken. Oh lordy! No! I don't like the sound of that, buddy. No! Oh my god! Nuh uh. Um. <laughs> you see, as he rips into Eldorus with the other club, he, one of them goes, Coral, hit harder! Coral, harder! And. He smacks Eldorus into the head with his overhead swing, oh, knocking into Eldorus's head and pushing him onto the ground. Oh my god, don't hit harder, stop it! And that is going to go over to Adric's turn. You see Eldorus is not standing. He, you can tell that he is awake. But he looks like he just got his lights put out. Jeez, I can imagine. Oh, jeez. You hear Eldorus goes, Yowie, mama. Oh, that's got to He's got the little birds flying around his head. <laughs> yeah, he's sitting there with birds spiraling around his head. Try Eldorus blast again. Yeah, roll for it. Ooh, okay. That hits. Ooh, roll your damage. Nice. Ooh. <laughs> um, 12 damage. All right. You fling an Eldritch Blast into this man. He recoils. You see both of the heads scream in pain as this other vulture, like, pierces into them, sending them knocked back a little bit harder. But he stands back up, shakes his head, and he goes, Cool. You'll get you, get you good. Can I just run? You wanna run? Yeah, yeah you, you can run. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not standing near that man either after what he did to Eldorus. You hit Coral and Yorl very hard. Coral Yorl need to hit you hard. No. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> the fear. No. <laughs> <laughs> you you fucking sprint the other way. <laughs> um. Nanette is like yeah. dreading for her life right now. 
You, you you fucking run away. You you run towards Jewel. Jewel goes. He's so scary. He's so scary. That guy is so big. I'm not standing near that guy. Um, and that's going to go to Eldorus's turn. Eldorus goes. Who, is, who am I? Where, where where have I been? What's your name, kind stranger? <laughs> um, he, he is oh, so delirious God. right now. Um, let's see if that is shown in his attacks. Um, you don't look so good. Let me help you. <laughs> He's going to strike. <laughs> okay, okay. Wow. Elders hits the first what? attack. Um, that is... Holy shit. Uh, 13 damage? Okay. Um, All right, buddy. You see, Eldorus comes up with this underhanded cleave with his very heavy weapon. And then he goes, I don't think I can take another one of what you got to offer me. So I'll just have to put you to sleep, okay? I think your booze is too strong. <laughs> and he, 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 he action surges, and he's going to try to hit again. Oh my god. Do you mind <laughs> holding on to this for me? <laughs> he's gonna. Uh, Eldorus <laughs> uh, does another eight damage. He, he is so silly. And. Oh my god. You see, as Arcana is flooding around El Eldorus, his uh, wounds begin to, like, patch up slightly. Um, and uh, he gains a little bit of health. Ooh, awesome. Uh, for everyone at home, that's a revenant ability that I have nerfed because it's powerful. Um... All right, that is going to go to Jewel's turn. Jewel goes, um, uh, I'm, I'm so scared. What do I do? Uh, strike to hit him from afar, I think. Oh, okay. Um, and you see as Jewel turns to you, she nods and then she dashes so fast that she is suddenly behind the, uh, the Atten. Whoa. Oh my god. And I'm gonna roll to see if she was good enough to get into a blind spot. And I'll roll for that, for the Etten. Uh, yes, she was just barely good enough. So Jewel will get a sneak attack with her crossbow. Yeah! She hits. Um... You see, as she, like, aims down the barrel of her crossbow, she stares at her mark. She sees Eldorus kind of wiggling around, semi-unconscious. <laughs> can, can you pass me this ketchup? Um, <laughs> you seem to have a lot of ketchup. And he touches the, the end's muscles and oh drags his hand down. No. Um, <laughs> and Jules shoots into the Etten, into his heart. You see the arrow comes out oh the my. other side. Okay. And you see as the Etten looks down, both of the heads look down and goes, Yorl and Coral did not agree. And 
you see as in a puff of arcane energy the entirety of the arena begins to crumble around you like glass these sands begin to shift and swirl across the floor the etten as he is falling with this loud thud the entirety of the arena cracks and splays and suddenly that arena shrinks rapidly and you are in a small cavernous arena and you see there is no orc no etten you see eldorus is wobbling around and going where did you go i got some words for him you know, i think you need to hear him yeah <laughs> i think nanette kind of like waves her hand in front of his face at first like hello earth hey, to eldorus Hey, you look familiar. Ask him how many many fingers you're holding up. Okay, how many fingers am I holding up? She holds up two. Is it, uh... Is that, uh, you're holding up, um, uh... You know what, let me just heal (laughs) you. Let me just, let me just just take care of this. Why are you showing me a book? Um... Stay in school. Anyways, uh, I'm going to... I don't want to stay in school. School is for losers. <laughs> oh, uh, uh. oh, that's not that's not as good as I could have done. But <laughs> um, you wave your hands in front of Eldorus like to try to get his attention, and he is just <gasps> babbling at you. Um, what does it look like as you heal him? Um, I guess I just kind of touch wherever the wound is and you see like uh, a little bandage wrap around it you glide he has two very very grievous <laughs> impacts oh. <laughs> um, there's one on his chest and there's one on his head but I'll say you touch the one on his chest since it went through him um, yeah, yeah and you sprinkle that arcana in and as this light blue uh, manifests in the form of a big bandage across his very, very dangerous wound, um, he heals a little bit and he goes, Oh god, I, I, I feel like I just went to some place. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, was, uh... I, was I in school? No. You've been you've been here the entire time. Last thing I remember was trying to get ketchup at a restaurant. You were you were trying to get the blood out of a man, but oh, you know. I can presume that it didn't go so well. Well, I mean, that happened, and then Jewel shot him, and then uh, he's gone now. So. Oh, good job, Jewel. You killed a man. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, what, why, why are you saying um at me? I, you've just made this so much harder to grapple with. Well, I mean, there's no guarantee that it was actually a real existing person. I mean, oh, it seems like they more of an evil. illusion they, than anything. They were evil. They were evil. Before I got knocked out uh, or dizzy... Did I have, did he, did I noose, did I noose up? Uh, no, no, you didn't. 
Oh, then he wasn't real. Oh. Well, that's good then. Congratulations, Jewel. You have not killed a person. <laughs> Thanks, Eldoris. You're so cool. <laughs> I didn't actually kill him. Very honest. I don't feel like I can kill people, but good to know. <laughs> um. It's okay. You are still very helpful. I'm glad. That was so scary. It truly was. Um. You are and... feeling feeling all right, Eldoris. Oh, yeah, I'm feeling better. Just give me one second. I hate to leave. And you see, as his like head wound <sighs> goes down a little bit. All right, I'm feeling good enough to go to try out whatever we're gonna try out. The uh, leadership right. one, right? Uh, ah, yeah. yeah. I think, but how, um... But how are we gonna do that? What were you thinking? Well, as uncertain as I am about it, I think I've learned quite a thing or two about leadership. Alright, well, that works out, then. Yes, you'll do that one. Okay. <laughs> Let's not make Eldorus do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he picks himself up. His legs are shaking. Oh, God. He's going to see him that thing there. really messed you up. Why? Oh. I mean, he kind of bumped you on the head real, real hard. Mm-hmm. I think he's given me more mental trauma than I've done to myself. <laughs> oh. I don't like the sound of that, buddy. I think you... I... You know what, never mind. Let's move on. It's been a lot. Let's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's get going. He uh, rubs his head and he begins to walk out, leaning against the wall. His like <laughs> shoulder scrapes against the wall. <laughs> Do you need someone to lean on? <laughs> I think I'm fine. You sure? Uh, maybe a little bit. Okay. Um, he's also gonna use second wind to heal a bit, cause he is he is fucked up. <laughs> yeah, twenty damage. Jeez. Twenty damage in one strike is brutal. Oh, Eldorus, you see as he like takes off his like star glasses and he goes. Like, he just takes them off of his head and shakes his head around, and he's like, Okay, I think I'm feeling better. I'm feeling better. Feeling good. I can go for another trial, if need be. Good, good. And as you guys walk out into this small, enclosed room, um, there is only the central door opposing the entrance you came in. Oh, all right. And, uh, Nat, are you leading this one? I suppose so. I guess she was leading into the leadership dumps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really showing my leadership skills here. Um, Nanette, as you walk through this pathway, 
you feel as you feel these weird reverberations around you. This it feels as if you're being scanned by something. It feels like you um, have eyes on you. And as Adric, as you cross the same threshold, you feel that same sensation. It feels tingly. You feel as eyes are scouring across this entire hallway and staring Uh, into your soul. That's uncomfortable. Weird. Are you feeling that too, Nanette? Yeah, it feels like there's a bunch of eyes on me. I don't like it. Yeah, well, keep your head up. That's what Jewel. I think, at least. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Jewel also begins to shudder as her tail, like, wiggles, kind of like a rattlesnake. She's like, oh! I'm feeling it, too. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Eldorus goes, I feel this way, like, all the time in public. Oh. I'm guessing oh, no. in a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's okay, because um, we're also watching you, and y- we think you're really cool. Mm-hmm. I- I'm so thankful for that. We will not speak another word about what happened in that strength trial to anyone, including Kishi. I think right. he's going to laugh at you really hard if we mention. I it. will not let him. <laughs> I will not let. Him. All right, sure. <laughs> Listen, I've been really gentle with him because he's an old man, but I swear, I if he says anything about that, I will get him. <laughs> and you see, as the noose begins to raise, he's like, oh, yeah, metaphorically, of course, and he oh. like. Dust his, uh, his shoulders off. We don't, we don't need any infighting happening. Absolutely not. I have enough of that in my life. Um. <laughs> Eldoris, so much of what you say is so sad. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> Great start. And as you guys enter this doorway, this last doorway, you see the room is entirely black. It is dark. The depth of this darkness is so mortifying. Adric, you who can even see through dark, sees nothing but a void before you. And suddenly, a light in the middle of the room. Whoa. It glimmers like a spotlight. And then you hear, Ye who enters, if you think you're worthy. Of the varmin ship. You must pass this last trial. Only one who is courageous enough to enter here 
to enter this lat and face the deep, cold embrace of darkness, of nightmares, of fate so cruel I wouldn't even want to step it in myself. Looks like it's I'm. Only one of you can enter, and you will experience your worst hell yet. Okay, so I'm gonna say this outright. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> and this voice was echoing all around this room, like it was bouncing off of every single corner. Lynette is sweating. <laughs> As she hears that. If you don't want to do it, then I don't know I can. No, You've no, seen no. I, lot of course. It, it's, it's okay. I Jesus. <laughs> Sorry guys. Whoa! Hello! It's okay. Cucumber. It's okay. We'll cucumber that. <laughs> Jesus, right in my dreadful fucking moment. <laughs> so sorry. Um, okay. No, it's okay. 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 Cucumber. It's it's alright, really. I, I'm sure I can handle it. I mean, you both have already done so much, so it's the least I can do. I mean, if you say so. Remember, and I've said this before, even when you're alone, you're not alone. We'll be here. Right. Thank you. He hugs you, and he gestures for Adric and Joel to join. Okay. Joel hugs you by the leg, Nanette. And Adric, you join in the hug? Yeah. Just remember that weight you felt. We're here for you. And good luck. Yeah. Got it. You're a pretty strong person already. One of the strongest I've ever met. Thank you. And also, remember, I know Marco would have been the same way, too. Yeah, he would have. Good luck, Minette. I'll see you soon, I guess. Yeah. Eldoris nods. See you soon. We'll see you soon, Mr. Nat. And she nods, and she is going to go in. Immediately as you enter this room, all sound begins to stop. Dead, deafening, insane silence. You begin to hear your heartbeat echoing around the chambers of your body. It's so loud, it's in your ears. 
Not only that, but you don't even get a break from that constant warbling from the shell. Ah. It is so silent in here that you can't even hear, or you can hear the glinting, crackling of frost emanating from the shell. Ah, great. And before you enter this spotlight, in this deafening, deep, deep, inky darkness, is there anything you want to do? Before I enter? You haven't entered the spotlight, but you have entered the darkness. Um... Um... What to do? If there's anything you want to do. Um... It's not really anything I can think of. And you are resolved to enter? Yeah. (laughs) Shakiest resolve ever. (laughs) Um, I'm already here, so might as well. Nanette, you walk into the spotlight as your hoof clicks in the light. Your heart begins to beat so... It's so loud along with this warbling. You're getting so much sound right now. Then suddenly... It's all gone. You're standing in this light. You can't hear the warbling of the shell. You can't hear your heartbeat. And you're just in... This glimmering, effervescent light. Um. And as you're standing here, you blink. And as your eyes shut so quickly, so normally, You are dropped onto a beach. Can I look around? You look around. You see that your surroundings are that of Lavanella. Once more. Okay. You see... The lighthouse, but it's not the same. You see that the entirety of the top half of the lighthouse is ripped off. It's laying in the water. It's smoking. You see the rocks that lead up the lighthouse. 
are covered in deep, deep claw markings. What? And as your eyes trail from one side to the other, you see that the once so vibrant landscape of Lavanella, those lavender and lilac leaves are burning with some sort of luminance, this hard to describe, like sea foam green fire. You see a large, several large smokestacks pluming off the island. And as your eyes pan a little bit more across, you see that the entirety of the Kerex seas, boundlessly, infinitely, they are frozen. You see your ship is frozen in this ice. Um, wow, okay, um, is there anyone around? You don't see a single soul. You don't see a single life on these beaches. Once swarming with gemstone gulls, now completely, utterly, dreadfully silent. You don't even hear the rustling of leaves. You don't hear the clopping of hooves against the grasses of Levanella. You hear nothing. Um, uh, can I follow the claw marks, I guess? They are, you, okay, so you're following the claw marks towards the lighthouse? Mm-hmm. As you walk to the lighthouse following tracking you would also notice that a lot of the sands of the beach are covered in these deep claw marks though they are much more visceral they are like barely noticeable since the sand is shifting constantly as you're walking on the sand it feels as if you are sludging through quicksand. The decadent blinking lights of the Lavanella pearlescent beach are reduced to nothing. Nothing at all.
as you approach this lighthouse, walking closer and closer. You see that the rocks are all scarred. The pathway there to the lighthouse is scarred with heavy claw marks. What happened? Um, I guess I'll just keep following them. You're following them towards the inland? Mm-hmm. You walk through the desolate and quiet and unfamiliar location. It this is Lavanella. You know it's Lavanella. The smells are the same as Lavanella. The feeling is the same. But this is unfamiliar. And it's so painfully, viscerally real. You walk down this path, trotting along your usual route, which is now a little bit overgrown. And some of those claw marks, those bestial scratches, are dug so deep into the ground They look like ravines pulling the earth apart. You see arrows lodged and lodged and lodged into several of the trees around you. And (sighs) as you get to the end of the path, you see, you start to see the dried remnants of what you could only assume as blood. I... I have a feeling I I know what happened here, but... Jeez. (sighs) Hey... Anything you want to do? Um, I think part of me wants to call out for someone or anyone, but I think the scariest thing is the possibility that I won't get any response. As you shudder at the possibility that no one could answer you, it is reinforced by the horrifying silence of the island, as if all the life on the island has been snuffed out. You see, as the Luminescent seafoam green fire begins to rapidly decay the trees around you, sucking the life out of them.
Is there absolutely anything you want to do? Continue down the path. Look around. There are a bunch of houses in this area. You would know this to be the town center. Yeah, I'll, I'll look around. Um, where are you looking? Inside, like, buildings? Uh, yeah, yeah. You creep closer into the buildings all around. You go to the nearest one, and you open the door. You see there is nothing but a rotted, dehydrated, like the life has been sucked out of this corpse. You see a and a larger corpse that is so dry that the skin has begun graying as the horn, the calcium of this horn is only it's not pearlescent anymore like yours. It's bone white. You see surrounding this corpse entangled in this corpse is another larger one and two smaller ones. And that immediately turns away and covers her mouth. You would have also noticed the very familiar yellow hair of one of the children you were playing with from the first session. Oh god. You cover your mouth. What are you feeling, Nanette? Sick to my stomach. You feel this growing, looming darkness bubbling from your stomach. This ill feeling. It feels like you have to throw up. It's mortifying. You didn't... You have never seen something this grotesque before. This scary before. You... As you turn around, you see the opposing building. The doors blown off the hinges. And there is another family laying together in their final moments. Oh no, 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 no. You would also notice the familiar red hair of a feisty silk satyr child being enveloped by what you could tell to just be a parental figure. But the corpse is so disfigured that you can't even tell who or what they were. Only that they were a silk satyr at one time. And then that immediately wants to get away from that town as fast as possible. 
Where are you running? Um, what, what is, what is around me? As you exit this building, frantically looking around, there is the forest that you just came from. There is your home directly down this road. And oh, I, I gotta go to my house. You I gotta see. run over to your house. You fling open the door. You run inside, panicked. But you see there is your father's chair flipped over thrown to the side there are the wood shavings of his bow strewn across the floor the kitchen looks like it was just being used maybe not just being used but it looks like the there was cooking going on before being abandoned you see your mother's bow which has almost never left its rack, is gone. And that immediately falls to her knees. You fall to your knees. The ground hitting hard. The floorboards seem pristine. Seems like nothing investigated this area. No claw marks. Nothing. I'm gonna say this because it's very easy to tell, even in Annette's frantic state. Your parents did not stay in this home. They left to only do what you can presume as fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can tell. As you're sitting there, what's going through your head? Just the question of is this my fault? As that question is pushed into your mind, as it feels like that's all you can think, is that my fault? Is that my fault? Is this my fault? Is this all my fault? The floor around you, the wooden planks of your home, suddenly elongate, and as you blink, you find yourself in the training pavilion. I look around again. You look around. You see a gruesome, a fearsome battlefield strewn across this field that was once yours to play in. Yours to train in. Yours to live in. You see several corpses, mangled, decapitated, ripped in half, strewn across the floor. All of them have that same dried quality. 
like mummies walking. Oh, mummies laying on the floor still. You see familiar faces. You see two Silk Seder men that you would often see. When you went to go train, they would be coming back. Their small talk and banter would fill your ears as they disappeared into the forest. You see certain shop owners that you would once go to to buy your trinkets, your toys, your daily bread, your, your market of sorts. You see several corpses are just strewn about this battlefield. Then, as you blink once more, you're jolted and shunt into another scene. An unfamiliar parts of these woods. An unfamiliar location. One that you would only see when you were climbing the mountain of Lavanella. You're in a new place on the archipelago. You see the trees are, st are still filled with spirals. But instead, they all bear these baby blue leaves. These brilliant leaves are on fire the same way that the ones on your part of Lavanella were. And what do you do, Nanette? You're in um, a new place with those same jagged claw marks etched into every part of this island from what you can see. I guess I could start trying to walk around, but I feel like I already know what I'm going to see, and I feel like I already know what happened and you, why. As these thoughts are filling your head, as you know what you're about to see, you continue forwards anyway down this path. The brambling blue bushes, thorns covering them, ripped asunder. The trees sometimes knocked away. You then see this expanse, larger than the training pavilion. This wild battlefield. And... There you see, standing across 
from this field, chewing into something, bones cracking, loud crunches as it gorges itself upon something. You hear faint twinkling coming from it. The silhouette of a large and powerful bear-like entity, white stripes strewn across its body in several patterns. Nanette is just frozen in fear. You then hear and then you hear a thud a loud a wet thud then you hear you can hear the creaking of this beast as if its muscles are so large and dense and powerful that it is it is audible As its gaze meets yours, those deep black eyes, those startling red pupils, those dyed teal fur that are covered in blood, stained, its mouth creaking open. You see stuck on one of its teeth, embedded on one of its teeth, is your father's limp torso. And you see the thing it dropped was your chewed up mother. You even see a hopeless Galeo who stood not a chance against this creature. And clawed into the floor right by his fingers is Nanette. What? As if he clawed it with his fingers. Your name is embedded in the dirt. As if you were the last thing he had on his mind. Before he died. Oh. I did cause this. Didn't I? Nanette, as this beast stands and begins to walk towards you, it crushes corpses so effortlessly that you hear a cacophony of cracks come from beneath its paws. 
boom, crack, boom, crack, boom, crack. Face to face with you, this creature is staring you down. And as your eyes meet its, it's as if you were staring into the fiery pits of hell itself. Stand there so still. What's going on in your head? Maybe I deserve it. As you say that, and you collapse onto the floor, your knees hitting first, your eyes turning hopeless. You then feel a hand on your shoulder, then another, then one on the lower back. You feel Eldorus. You feel Mako. You feel Jewel. And you feel a little paw print on your shoulder. You then feel another hand on your shoulder. You feel Kishi. You feel Gao. You feel their hope, their joy, their love, their admiration for you. And Nanette, what do you do? Tears start to well up in her eyes and she stands back up and looks at this creature again. As you look at this creature, you see that it's that same blinding, bloody rage embedded in its eyes. Wooden stakes are plunged into its back along that white fur pattern. Sealing marks are all across it. And as you stand up to face it with tears streaming down, your face. What do you do? Nanette pulls out her bow. You pull out your bow. The creature bares its fangs, realizing that you are ready to fight. And Nanette Roll me an attack with advantage. Okay. <sighs> Alright. Oh my god. Net? That's beautiful. That is beautiful. Roll damage. 
you feel this spiral of energy from your back, from your shoulders, from every ounce of your body. You feel hope. You feel dreams. You feel you know what to do. You fire this arrow, your body surging with energy, and it splints against the creature's head. The arrow crumbles. But you see the creature begins to crack. The dream begins to crack. This entire scape begins to crack and unfurl and dispel. And suddenly you are standing in an open room. The intense magic is gone. And as you're standing there, the spotlight dimming into nothingness. What do you do? There are tears streaming down your face. You feel overwhelmed. But... What are you feeling, Nanette? I guess it can only be summed up as... I did it, I guess? You feel a sense of accomplishment, but dread. Knowing what could happen, what might happen, and what you have to do. And Eldorus walks into the room behind you and goes, I'm assuming you're back, and everything went well. Nanette immediately turns around and runs to Eldorus. He hugs you tightly, and he rubs your back. It's okay. Did you remember what I said? Do you remember what we said? Yeah. I felt it. Good. Because we'll always be here for you. Backing you up. No matter what choices you make. And he squeezes you. And Jewel squeezes your leg. Hendrik <laughs> also squeezes her tightly. That was... horrible. I, he did say it was going to be the worst. But, but no matter what you saw, you clearly beat it. That you survived the worst. Impressive. Yeah. I think it's given me a lot to think about. Well, if you need us for anything, we'll be here for you. And you can always ask. <laughs> yeah, of course. He smiles his 
shark tooth filled grin and ruffles your hair. <laughs> and Jewel goes, You can count on us, no matter anything. Yeah. You saw how I shot down that Etten. Choo choo poo pew pew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was really awesome. And as you all stand there embracing Nanette, as you cry, what do you guys do? Because you hear a rumbling coming from the room, well, from ahead of you. A rumbling? You feel the cave walls are shifting. A tremor is happening behind you. Okay, maybe we should, um... Skedaddle? Yeah. Well, I don't think so, because it looks like a door is opening. Eldorus, who is oh. facing that way, is, like, looking at it. Oh. Uh, I guess we better go in, then. Yeah. Y yeah. Lead again, Nanette? Yeah. Yeah. All right. And as everyone walks in side by side, you all see this room ahead of you. You see as the stone fades into a grassy, grassy outcropping, you see this natural cavern, water running from the sides of the walls downwards, trickling in to this dome-like room. Atop a an outcropping, a pillar. Atop a almost ceremonial looking um, looking stand. In this magical room, filled with fairies that are blinking, and as they blink, they give off soft piano notes. Ooh. As you walk closer to the pillar, you see a bottle. You see a conch shell. And you see inside of that bottle, there is a ship. What the? That's a bottle? You see, the ship is bouncing on realistic waves. There is like a miniature ocean in this bottle that the ship is bouncing on, riding through. Oh, that's kind of cool. And as you look at this bottle, you see this large ship for the scale. 
constructed out of black wood with accents of sunset orange that compose the railings and segments of the hull. Silvery accents are nailed into the three masts of the galleon. Black interwoven nets drape down from several high spots on the mast and swing as the ship rocks in these waves. And a series of flags pick up wind and fan outwards. I'm really hoping this is magical, because if it's not, I we came down and experienced hell for a toy in a bottle. That was really smart to so Maybe if we put it out in the ocean or something. I guess so. Let's uh, let's go upwards then. Yeah, guess that would make transportation easier. Ooh, what if we can reuse the bottle? Yeah. That would be useful. That's kind of cool, actually. And as you guys rush upwards, up these stairs, through these rooms, um, Eldoris carrying the bottle and going, Please be a real ship, please be a real ship, please be a real ship. <laughs> Real. He's pr- he's practically click uh, clicking his heels together as he's yes. skipping. <laughs> he's feeling Papa a needs whimsical. a new ship. Papa needs a new ship. After we crashed a previous one, yeah. Yeah, I I I doubt that that uh, man would make us go down here just for a, a ship in a bottle and nothing more. If he does, I'm about to solve that problem again, and I'm gonna be like, why would you do that? <sighs> I really hope Eldoris doesn't crash this ship. You know, that's a good, very, very good statement, actually. To, to be fair, he did to save our lives, but um, it's still not yeah. good to do that. Yeah. Maybe let's hope that the ship is stronger for his sake. And as Eldoris kicks across the ash and jumping into the forest, forgetting the implications of the forest. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, you see nothing happens, and he continues running towards the shore. Oh. Okay. And Is it done? As you guys enter the forest, nothing happens. Oh, thank oh. god. I didn't want to go through that again. Yeah, me, me neither. Me neither. Let's get out of here. As you guys rush out of the forest and towards the beach you you exited from, um, you see your crash ship and you see Kishi on the beach. He is like, he cracked open a coconut. (laughs) And he's just (laughs) sipping it. Well, at least he's enjoying himself. Mm -hmm. Oh, what the fuck? Hey, guys. You Hi, were really having a time of your life out here, weren't you? Sometimes you gotta live it up. Oh. I live day to day thinking about how I'm gonna party the next. <laughs> I wish I had that enthusiasm. Trust me, it's earned, mainly through alcohol. 
but I don't have any. Uh, okay. Uh, Elnorus, like, is looking at Kishi and goes, Well, ignoring that, time for ship! And you see as Eldorus uh, oh, yeah, uncorks. Sure Kishi knows what's going on. <laughs> yeah, Kishi, Kishi goes, What the fuck were you all doing in the forest? Um, we're about to find out. Yeah. You see as suddenly a typhoon of water explodes from the bottle. And out with it, it comes. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Kishi is out of the way. Um, though that would be funny. You know what? Here, um, as the as the typhoon of water crashes into the ocean, next out from the bottle, like a blur of lightning, this entire galleon, like five times bigger than your original ship, crashes into the sea. Oh my god! Holy oh. shit! That is ah. And huge. As the ship crashes into the water, you see as a spout of water so large comes barreling towards Kishi, and he goes, "Oh fuck!" Oh no! <laughs> and he gets drenched. You gotta well? be fucking kidding me! Well, uh, on the bright side, we got a new ship. He spikes his coconut down. I don't fucking care. God damn it. <laughs> oh, fucking, fucking new ship, old ship. Fuck this shit. I'm going, I'm going on to the ship. He, he like, <laughs> grouchily climbs uh, into the water and begins swimming towards the new galleon. <laughs> get some more coconuts or something. Yeah. Make up All for right. it. <laughs> well, that's gotta be the coolest damn ship we just got. Oh, for sure. Now we gotta move the crates and stuff that we had on our old ship. Oh, right. Yeah, and any other stuff. I'll definitely help you out with that, uh, Adric. All right. Um, and Eldorus and Adric get to work porting the crates, the lemons, the spices over to the new ship. Um, in the meantime, uh, Nanette and Jewel, you guys can explore it along with Kishi. Yeah, let's go check it out. I, I'm so excited. She like runs into the water swimming towards the ship. Oh, she's like doggy paddling. Yeah, she is. Oh, she's using her tail like a propeller. That's so cute. I love that. And Nanette, as you get onto this very decadent black galleon ship, you see that it's in pristine condition. There, Whoa. this is a sturdy and well-constructed ship. Whoa. And, uh, where are you going? You see Jewel immediately runs off. Where is there to go? <laughs> she 
she like flings open the a trap door. It's in the similar spot to your previous ship. Mm-hmm. And she jumps down. And you see Kishigo like is entering a room on the top deck of the ship. There's uh where the captain's quarters would normally be. Oh. Is there anywhere else? Um, other than the captain's quarters and below deck, not really. Okay, um, I guess I'll check out below deck. Oh, there's also the bird's nest that is towering well, well above your old ship. Oh my god. Is it not suited for those with ear bites? (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs) Oh god. Um... And, uh, so you're going below deck now, Nat? Mm-hmm. You walk down the trapdoor that Jewel just bursted into, and you see this, like, elegant kitchen that has a bit of, like, western flair. You see a bull skull above the oven. You see, like... Wow. You see a bunch of cabinets that have, like, tusks coming out of them as, like, handles. You see, like these cowboyish features almost everywhere you see that there are like chairs and a large table that can fit way more people it's not like a four-seater like your old ship it can fit about 10 people at this table you see that port hail nice (laughs) that cowboy shirt did give us a really cool ship she says as she's running past you. <laughs> and wow. You see the portholes are like, it's way above ocean level. On the ship before, it was like really close to the water, so it gave you like an awkward angle. But this is like, you can see the horizon. It's beautiful. Oh my. Wow. And... You would also see that uh, there is... This is like a large room, the kitchen already. You can see Jewel burst into a corridor. Oh. Where does that go? It seems like the rooms! Uh, uh, What? Uh, Wait, let me see. As you run over in excitement, you check out the rooms... And I'd say Adric and Eldoris come on and below deck at this point. Um, carrying crates. You sure you got that? Uh, yeah. Alright. Well, don't trip down the stairs because we don't want a dummy incident. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Alright. I need to ask Nanette where that, uh,. The little chest with the hat is. I need to give that to his son. Uh, I think... Didn't I... I picked those up. You picked those up? Yeah, they're in my pack. Alright, cool. Um, and as you guys are walking down, you get a good, glorious look at the kitchen, as it was described before. Oh... Oh, I can hear Marco yelling... <laughs> oh, he's gonna have a grand time cooking in here. Absolutely. And Nanette, as you walk into this corridor or run into this corridor that Jewel is in, 
you see a series of ten doors. And Jewel opens, like, oh. every one of them. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh my god. And you see that these are sleeping quarters for for a crew. Oh Personal my god, actual sleeping, sleeping quarters. quarters. There's, like, a fancy oh. bed in every one of the rooms. You see that certain ones of them have, like, different decorations, probably belonging to the people who used the ship before. Um, you see that there are packs, there is just a bunch of things laying around. There are rusted weapons that are plunged into the floor. There are, it's a little scuffed and scratched here and there from a battle, but nothing much. Oh my god. Guys, this is so cool. I can tell! Uh, and I'd say at that point, Eldorus and Mako put some crates down. Or Adric put some crates down. We get our own rooms! Yeah! My god, I'm gonna sleep in so much. I guess uh, you feel, feel free to decorate. It's uh, plenty of room. I don't you see, mind if I do. Um, I presume you guys pick out like the first two rooms that are there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You see, in both of them, there are like ponchos strewn across the bed. <laughs> like there are these vibrant ponchos that uh, ponchos? cowboys wear. Yeah. Oh my god! Like <laughs> knitted ponchos. That. Wow. That's fucking awesome. Poncho time. Poncho time. And, um, Monk, or Adric, you would have seen this, but the storage room is large and sprawling, and it already has crates of things in it already, but your crates can fit comfortably in this room. Can I check the other crates? Yes. Roll me an... Uh, investigation check. Okay. Like. Okay. Okay. What'd you roll? An 18. 18. Good, good, good. Alright. Let me see what you find. Um, you see a decent, like, chunk of coins. You see about 200 gold coins at the top oh, of one of these crates. Eldorus. Yeah, yeah. I think we can pay a debt. Yes, no more debt. I got 200 that I just found. This seems like a personal hoard too. It's like this is this is like someone's belonging. And you also would see that there are small golden trinkets in this crate. You would see that there is, like, silk, like, fabric strewning across it. Whoa. You even That's see, like, you see, like, a copper chalice fit for a king. It has, like, silver oh. decorations strewn across oh it. Oh, my God. It's so cool. 
you also see these dice that are sitting at the very top. Oh, I love playing with some of these. Um, they look like, uh, like they're made out of bones. Oh, so cool. Doors, look at these. They look like they're made out of, like, bones. Oh, man. That looks so cool. It does. Well, do you want to give them a roll? Yeah. All right. Let's see them. Uh, roll me. Roll me a little d6. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> a, a one. Okay. You are number one. Whoa. Let me see something. Raises eyebrow. You see a <laughs> a <laughs> flock of chickens appears what? in the ship. What? What? What's that? What Whoa. the f- what the fuck? <laughs> what happened? Can what I hear f- any of this? <laughs> yeah, you just you suddenly hear like the sound of something dropping on the floor. Then you hear, poof, 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 and then you hear you hear just the sound of clucking and running around. Oh my god! What is going on over here? There's chickens. What? Why is there chickens? Where did they come from? Was there a farm in here? No. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna name the. I'm gonna name this one. I'm gonna name this one. Uh, Edric, uh, are you for real telling me we're gonna set up a chicken coop? <laughs> oh my god! I'll keep All them right. in my room. No, you yeah. won't. Don't keep them. In what do you mean? I'm gonna convert a part of this into a chicken coop. Okay. At least we'll have unlimited eggs now. Oh, oh true. Should we give them names though? Yeah, that's what that's what I was thinking, but then I kind of what's gonna set them apart? <laughs> they look uh, pretty much identical. <laughs> Maybe mm. that little fabric. Uh then I can you like make them like a little ribbon or something? Uh, um I can try. <laughs> I love my chickens, guys. Eldorus like a size and begins hammering some wood together to build a chicken coop. <laughs> so much is happening right now. <laughs> and as Eldorus like sighs and is hammering this chicken coop together <laughs> so vehemently, uh, that's where we will end today's session. Chicken! <laughs> The last bit was so fucking funny. Hello everyone, it is the DM of Cerulean Roll here, and I want to thank you for listening to episode 15, and I'm very proud 
of the horrific terror of this episode, personally. Um, and I just hope you all enjoyed, and you rate it five stars. And also, I would like to credit, give credit where credit is due to Michael Gelfi Studios for providing the music that we are going to be using for, like, the rest of time. Uh, thank you so much.